welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. This week we're continuing our discussion with Ken Wentworth and we pick up the conversation talking about what we like in terms of corporate life and what strengths we all have that we need to recognise and work with. One of the things you said when you went through that exercise about what you like most and least about everything you've done, are you able to share a couple of things you liked about working in the corporate world? Because you mentioned earlier you did like it and you were very successful at it. So what, what's the couple of things that you liked the most? I was fortunate enough to be, you know, in a, co- a company that was very successful. Of course, we had some, you know, bumps in the road as, as they all do. But I think that was part of it, being part of a quote-unquote winning team. Again, I've always been very athletically inclined and athletically involved. And so I think that was part of it. But as I continued to rise in that company, being involved in more and more decisions, being able to do that, I like to be a leader from a sports perspective. I'm the type of person, if we're playing a game of basketball, I want to take the last shot. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one that's going to pass it. I want the ball. Let me take that last shot. I want that pressure. I want to take that on myself. Um, I want to you know, help the team win in the best way I can. And so I think part of it was that, you know, the structure, frankly, being a quote unquote numbers nerd, my undergrads in accounting. And so, you know, I do like structure, mm-hmm. but frankly, I think that was part of what turned me against it as I got later in my career is I, I started to get, I think a little bit different than most people. I think as people get later in their career, a lot of times they want more structure. I wanted less. Right. I did not want a job where I could just come in and say, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and this and go home. I, I did not want that. Frankly, that was part of what I saw that led me to that decision to leave the corporate world was, okay, so now I get this promotion. I'm being a top 1% of people in the company, but that means what opportunities are there for me in my city that I currently live in? Mm -hmm. Well, there are very few of those jobs. Even though we had 20,000 employees in and around this area where I live, Mm -hmm. there were like 15 people that were at that level out of 20,000. And a lot of those jobs were not positions that I would be even qualified or have the skill set for. So that means relocating. Well, we've got three children, we've got family around that wasn't really in the cards for me. And so that was part of the decision to make, take that leap and leave was that, you know, I didn't want that structure. So I guess I liked the structure at the beginning. And then as I got further in my career, I didn't like it as much, but you know, being part of that team, always having resources, I'll tell you some of the things I didn't realize until after I left (laughs) was the resources you have. Right. So as an entrepreneur and and starting up your own business, for example, when when I come into my office and my laptop doesn't work, I can't just call Bob down the hallway to come fix my laptop. I tried. He he won't do it. (laughs) Isn't that what you have children for? (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. You're right. You're right. But no, I think, you know, I missed some of those things, not having that. And frankly, uh, the last several years of my career there, I was in the in the corporate world, a corporate space of the company. And so I was part of putting together the quarterly earnings projections and, and always really have my finger on the pulse of the business, knowing of the entire company, knowing what was going on, knowing where our CEO was, why he's speaking there, what he's speaking about, being part of those, right? Putting together those yep. presentations. And so I, I enjoyed that a lot too, is being part of that and getting feeling like I'm really, really making a difference. And yep. I thought I would miss it. But honestly, uh, I haven't. I, I think part of it's because I just really, really enjoy what I do so much now mm-hmm. that uh, I've really never looked back. 
in terms of just those things you've talked about now about the the support network I guess it is that's around you in a corporate environment you identified something that were skills that you had that you could offer almost in a a, a corporate umbrella role to these smaller organisations and entrepreneurs. Were there other areas that you, since that time, that you've identified that people like you that were in the corporate world could offer to the same sort of client base that you've got these days? Yeah, you know, it's funny. And again, I didn't realise this until I started this entrepreneurial journey, but I really feel that each and every one of us has the ability to to do that, to do, frankly, do consulting work. Mm, mm. Everyone has some area of expertise that is unique and makes you unique. And I think a lot of people just, they take it for granted. And I was one of those people. A lot of things that, because I've just, you know, I've done this in my entire career, been a numbers type person and worked in different leadership roles. I just sort of took for granted that, well, of course, everyone knows that you can improve your cash flow by doing X, Y, and Z. Well, guess what? Not everyone does because they don't do that every day. If I'm Paul the plumber, Paul the plumber probably takes a lot of his plumbing skills for granted, right? Because he does it every day or she does it every day. And so I think that's one of the lessons that I've learned since I've started my own, these businesses is that everyone has that in them. Now they might not be cut out to be an entrepreneur and some of the the challenges that come along with that. Mm. That's fine. But everyone has that. And frankly, I, I, along the way, and, I, and I, this is really odd, everyone who knows me well knows this is an odd thing, is I've ended up writing two books along the way, and I've got a third one in the works because I don't like to write. So, <laughs> uh, but, but the interesting thing is that, you know, there were some of the, that, that all evolved because there was a lot of knowledge that I have that, again, I just had taken for granted. And people literally repeatedly said, well, you, you should write a book. You should write a book. And I <laughs> yeah. finally said, I think I'll write a book. Um, <laughs> I think I'll write another one. Then yeah. I think I'll write another one. That's yeah. great, though, because people yeah. can then share with that experience. We'll put those links so that people, are, if they're interested, can get those from yeah. you or, or through your distributors as well. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I would appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It's interesting. I think, again, I think this, this often enough, and even with some of the folks that I talk with now that I, I consider myself somewhat of a mentor to that are small business owners, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that pulling that out of them mm-hmm. you know one of the examples i like to give that's right along those lines is that if you really think back in your lifetime the times in your life where you really really truly pushed all your chips into the center of the table and said i'm going to make this happen mm-hmm. now for most people the really really be fully committed that probably has only happened depending how old you are let's say you're at least in your 30s that's probably only happened to you a couple of times two yeah. three maybe four or five times right might be once at, at that stage mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about saying, hey, I, I'd really like to do this. I'm talking about fully committing to someone, yeah. something. If you look back in your life and the times that you've really done that, how many times have you been unsuccessful? I'm willing to bet the times you were unsuccessful are rare. Did you have bumps in the road? Of course. Yeah. But you were successful because you never quit. You were fully yeah. committed you stuck to the plan, and when the plan had to change, you changed the plan, but you kept your eye on the prize, and you kept driving towards it. Everyone has that in them. Everyone does. Some more than others, of course, but everyone has that in them. And again, I think that's one of those things that people just sort of don't realize that of their, the capabilities that they have and they possess. But and, until they go back and really do a little bit of a self-assessment and think about those times, 
until they realized that, holy crap, this is, you know, I can really do this. There were certain times in my life that I've accomplished things sports wise and things like that, that I thought to myself, now that I did this, and I don't mean like lifting a certain weight or anything like that. One example I can give you is I used to cut weight, right. To make, mm-hmm. uh, make my weight class. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's a very difficult thing to do. And it takes a lot of, a, a lot of wherewithal. Can, um, sometimes can, can really you cut a large you, amount of weight and, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> we know about losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when I'm talking about cutting weight, I mean, I would lose weight in the last 24 hours before okay. a weigh in <laughs> via dehydration and then, and then, uh, yeah, get it back. Yeah, I would have 24 yeah. hours between weigh in and actually competing. Yeah. And so I would lose, you know, I would lose 15 pounds, 17 pounds in a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And then, you know, and then put it back on in that 24 hours. Some of the life lessons learned from that that I've applied in my life and look back and said, you know what, if I made it through this particular experience that I had, you know, in Chicago, Illinois is getting ready for a competition. I know I can do anything. I just yes. put my yeah. mind to it and make it happen. But it's having that very clear idea of what it is you're heading towards and just knowing that, that you're committed completely to that and not being distracted, not being thrown off course by anything that happens. Yeah, and I think the difference is, again, it, it doesn't mean that you the, the course you set out never changed and that's why you were successful. Mm. It's quite mm. the opposite in my mind. It is that you set out that course and you said, I am going to fill in the blank, whatever it is. I'm going to get to this goal. I'm going to reach this summit. Yeah. Along the way, the game had to be changed because things yeah. did yeah. not work out the way you thought or – it wasn't as easy as you thought, so you had to make more effort or you had to double down your effort, whatever, right? But the point is, you just never gave up. You just said, I'm going to make this happen. If I have to change, if I have to do whatever, I'm going to make it happen. And, and everyone has instances of those in their life. And it's true to say that there's never only one road to a destination. That's true. Correct. Absolutely, yeah. So, Ken, we're getting close to our time. We want to hear from you, whether you think that, and I think we've got a fair idea now, whether you think you're driven by results or achievements. Results, 100%. Okay. Achievements are, they're nice to have, but yeah. they're, to me, they're like like trophies on a shelf. Uh-huh. You know, maybe at some point in life when I'm sitting in my rocking chair and maybe I'll look back and admire some of the things that, you know, I was able to accomplish and we were able to accomplish and things like that. But for now, for me, it's about results. And some of that, even I can apply that to, you know, the weightlifting world for me. To some folks, this might sound arrogant, but I've gone to competitions and won our national championships here in the United States and been not happy with my mm. performance yeah. mm-hmm. and was disappointed. And I won a national championship because mm. I knew that I did not reach the potential that I had and yeah. the goals that I had set for myself. Yeah. I didn't care what everyone else did. I can't control what they're doing. Mm. I can only control what I do. And I knew that that day I did not perform the way I was capable of performing. Yeah. And so I was disappointed in myself. And I know a lot of people... When I returned home after that competition, and they said, "Well, how did it go?" and I'm like, "It was, it was bad." And mm-hmm. they said, "Oh man, well, how did you do?" And I said, "Well, I won." And they said, "You won. How is that bad?" <laughs> and so again, that mindset. I don't think people, a lot of people, have that type of mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, I don't mean it in an arrogant way at all. It's just no. I measure myself to a certain standard, and if I don't reach it, I'm very disappointed. Whether that means that I won or I didn't win per se in a competition or whatever yeah. it might be. It's one of those things that, you know, you kind of either think that way or you don't. I think you're right. And we've had others on who've talked about the fact that the only thing that they compete against is themselves and that anything else that's awarded is an external judgment 
uh, not necessarily their own judgment of, of their worth or their efforts. So you're only repeating what, what we have heard from others. So it's good. Just if I can say one more yeah, thing about yeah, that. Yeah. Think about it this way. If I had not thought that way, I would have never set a world record. I've set six world records in my lifting career. I would have never set one of those records because I would have artificially assumed that there was a limit and that there was no way I could get there. So I'd never thought that way. I always thought, you know what? If someone else can do it, I can do it because no one's going to outwork me. I'll do whatever I have to do. Now, obviously, sometimes on the athletic field or in the athletic endeavors, sometimes you're, you have physical limitations, of course, and maybe you don't have the same talent or anything like that, which could be a, a limitation. But I think that for the most part, us as humans have so much potential whether it be athletic, athletically, it could be spiritually, it could be mentally, it could be a whole variety of things that we never really fully tap into. That's good. Now, we've listened to you for a while and we've heard that you're pretty passionate about all the things you do and you're involved in all sorts of stuff. So we now want to hear how you go about time management, Ken. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, one of the, one of the great things about and I you know I had a fair amount of flexibility honestly even in my corporate world uh, life but not nearly as much as now of course hmm. and the way I balance it is I literally I have two calendars and I sync them together I have our you know our family calendar and I have my business calendars yep. the first thing that's that takes priority in the calendar are family events family mm-hmm. things getting the kids where they need to get to yep. making sure I'm not missing any games any anything like that any activities that the kids are involved in or birthday celebrations, anything like that, those go on the calendar and my business schedule goes around those. Right. Those are the top priority and everything else goes around it. And, and you know, I'm, I feel very blessed and fortunate to be in a position where I, I can do that and mm-hmm. I can move around different things and have that flexibility. Now, sometimes that means that when my wife and my wife and daughters are in bed at 10 o'clock at night, I might work from 10 o'clock at night until two o'clock in the morning. Mm. I'm okay with that because that means the next day, you know, I might be gone at the zoo with my kids for the day or something. You know what I mean? So, but that's how I do it is, is, is balancing that as, as far as balancing the family and and work, that's how I do it. Now I will tell you, I still struggle. And my wife, if she was here would, would laugh heartily. Um, (laughs) But I still struggle because uh, with, with just balancing not working too much. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't consider myself a workaholic, but I, I think the thing is I enjoy what I yes. do so yeah. much. I mean, I, it's, it's hard for me to not work. I have an office at home. I'll give you a, a funny little inside uh, story here. So in the evenings uh, when school's in, we'll have dinner. And then what happens is pretty much everyone disappears, right? The kids go upstairs, they, they get their showers and maybe start doing their homework. My wife will run upstairs. She'll get a shower or whatever. I wait for those moments and I will sneak into my office at home <laughs> and, and do 20 minutes worth of work. Yeah. It, it happened to me literally just last night, guys. I, my wife and I went to bed. We went to bed. It was around 10 o'clock. We were laying there and I was doing some reading. And all of a sudden, I got this idea. Uh-huh. And I said, I got to go downstairs. Well, my wife was already sleeping. So I snuck out of the room. I went downstairs to my office in the house. Long story short, I was up until three o'clock in the morning because I had this idea and I wanted to get it all out. And then once I started with that, it just kind of snowballed in a positive way. Mm. But that's the biggest thing that I have to balance myself is to kind of rein myself in, you know, from not pushing too hard and making sure I take the time to rejuvenate, make sure I'm taking the time to take care of myself and from a health perspective and doing those things that are really important as well. 
it's not a bad problem to have though because you love what you're doing so much that you actually like it's like a hobby to you yeah no i mean the, the way i look at it is is i am just absolutely blessed to be that way i mean think of how many people in your life I know I have plenty of them that hate their jobs. Yeah. All they do is complain about their job and how awful it is and their boss and their coworkers and this mm-hmm. and that. And I am just really, really blessed and, and to be able to be in the position that I'm in to really, really just absolutely love what I do and to be driven by it because I enjoy it so much. I feel really blessed. I, I Again, I'd much rather have that than, you know, the, obviously the opposite. Yeah. It's great. Now, we've got one very last question to ask you. We asked all of our guests. We're just getting a bit of feedback, so if we hesitate when we're talking, that's all it is. The question is, if we were talking to you in 12 months' time, what would it be that you would like to look back on in that 12 months and say, I'm really glad I've done that? Uh, 12 months from now. You know, honestly, again, I guess it kind of ties into what we talked about a little earlier is I've got goals. I've got goals that are that are 12 months out and I would want to look back and I would measure success, I guess, as, as far as did I achieve those goals or did I not in that time frame? And I'll tell you, if I haven't achieved them within that 12 month time frame, they're still ongoing because I'll get there. I just haven't gotten there yet. I haven't gotten there as quickly as I wanted. But one of the things I like to do is almost a postmortem if that does occur is look back and say, okay, what happened? How could I have done this better? Is there something that I did that took a wrong turn? How can I learn from that? Just so I can continue to grow and evolve mm. myself and obviously not make the same mistakes. Right, that's good. Thank you, Ken, Thank for joining you. us and for sharing all of that information with us. You've been uh, most enlightening and we uh, wish you well. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really appreciate you having me on. It was, it was a lot of fun. Well, that's it for our conversation with Ken Wentworth. You will find all of the links to the various websites and social media that will allow you to contact Ken and also to the books that he talked about. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec.